Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak. Because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge. Quality matters. Performance counts. Shen Gear. Waterfowl gear that is built better. And Benelli USA. Dominate the skies. Welcome back to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> What's going on? WTF, man. All day, every day. One thing after another. You know, <laughs> I really wasn't ready for it, but now I'm kind of ready for it to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to see everybody and have a good time and sell some duck calls, some turkey calls. I'm ready to pack that trailer and know that we're done. The, the anxiety of it hanging mm-hmm. over our head is killing me. Yeah. But we are light years ahead of where we've ever been in the past, I will say that. I told Miss Lindy last night. Awesome. I had a level of excitement up till yesterday, and then at dinner last night, RT and I found the floor plan hmm. and saw where everybody's boots Did y'all taco at. Tuesday last night? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I did, too. I was just at the house. Oh. I didn't hit the Cancun or the margaritas, either one. But. Yeah, we taco Tuesday last night. We got to look at the floor plan and saw where everybody was at. I'm like, oh, gosh, I can't wait. It's <laughs> so much fun. Great show. So Great much show. fun. But enough about turkey season. So you just got off the phone with a pretty interesting character. Yeah. Old call collector. Kind of eavesdropped a little bit in on that. Yeah, it was pretty interesting conversation. He was, um, I mean, basically he was just asking for, to send some material in, have us make some, uh, two custom XLs, one out of a, he's got a couple sticks of the Spartec Jade, and uh, not it on the polishing. Um, <laughs> Riley ain't here. <laughs> yeah, poor Riles. <laughs> um uh, he, he had that, and he had some of the old twenty four, twenty one KC red, um, or twenty one twenty, whatever the whatever number is. is but yeah. he um, he wanted us to turn a custom one out of both those two colors, and I said sure. And it kind of spiraled into this conversation about. He was like, "Man, do you know, boy, everybody's really geeked out over y'all's old stuff." And um, he said, "He said if you get on Facebook, there's this group called All Things Cut Down." I was like, <laughs> yeah, "Yeah, yeah, I've seen it before." And uh, he started asking me questions about um, just all the iterations of the keyholes that we've mm-hmm. done over the past. And, um, you know, he, he even asked me what BSOD meant. <laughs> and uh, and I was, it, it just was kind of, I don't know, it was, it was an odd conversation because um, it just struck me as odd because, you know, it's an older guy. You tend to think it's so we've we've talked about it so many times that it's like mm-hmm. old hat you, yeah you, you right it's easy to forget that not everybody knows what bsod stood right. for yeah. or you know that kind of thing or where it came from or where you know why those calls he was even asking me he's like why do they have a colored band on the insert and all that kind of stuff and um anyways it was just it was it was pretty fun to kind of walk down memory lane with him and you should have told him what it was almost called yeah <laughs> There's not many people that know that. That's that's definitely a good. I don't know. Uh, 
that'd be one of those trip when we do trivia night up here at the at yeah. the bar we're gonna have yeah. to add that as a trivia <laughs> question do you know what they were almost called you don't so there's a hole next to tombstone in or real close by and by me to known as the kevorkian oh that's right i have heard you say yeah that before. and doc, yeah, yeah. dr kevorkian back in the i guess the 80s probably yes. late 80s and through the 90s he was the he was the doctor that helped everybody commit suicide and so they you know the 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 legal term was self-assisted suicide and uh and we were going to call the company black stick of death and then call the model the kevorkian <laughs> but i was hell-bent on making those barrels have something different than just the pure alt shape. Right. Because I was, I mean, when we started this, I was scared to death of the alt company. I mean, I I reached out to them, had a lawyer try to license the alt name. Like, we've tried really hard to respect the shape and their design and not infringe on. Mm-hmm. I knew we weren't infringing on 348205, that patent, but their copyrights, their trademarks, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, the only other cut down on the market was Fleeman's, uh, you know, the DFB mm-hmm. and it had a different shape. He had a different lanyard groove and, and, you know, it was different and it was different color and all that kind of stuff. Well, I was wanting it to be black and I was wanting to replicate that son of a gun exactly <laughs> as close as I possibly could with font and everything. And the only thing we could come up with to really drastically change the image was these, was those raised letters. And, uh, we decided not to do Kevorkian for two reasons. One, we didn't think anybody would know who Kevorkian was. And two, um, we didn't have enough real estate to put all the <laughs> dang letters on. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those old trumpets. Yeah. And, 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 and I wasn't sure if I could spell it more than once <laughs> correctly, you know? <laughs> um, trust any of us to spell it correctly. Yeah, but that was almost yeah. the model, the Kevorkian. Self-assisted funny. suicide when Duck hears it, you know, he just, <laughs> just gives it up. <laughs> that would be a great name for one, though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not it's not totally out of the picture. Maybe one of these days we could we could throw it back in the mix. But, um, anyways, in that conversation, we got to talking about. Yeah, of course, he asked me if I'd cut an old. He asked me if you'd cut him an old. Told him no. Um, and he sounded like I'd kicked his puppy dog, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, you can kind of go into your reasonings, but. The reason I gave him and the reason that I give people, because I get asked almost every day by somebody, whether it's in a Facebook message or Instagram message or a phone call or a text message, hey, buddy, I got a good buddy. He's a, he's a close friend. He'll never sell it. But would you cut him an old? Mm-hmm. Man, my answer is um, I don't think they come out good enough. Yeah. I really don't. Like there's a there's a – I don't know if it's 50% or 60% or what, but if you give me 10 of them – and I do the same thing to 10 of them, they ain't all 10 going to sound the same no. way. Uh-uh. You're chasing something that, like, just doesn't right. doesn't replicate. Yep. And, uh, man, it sucks giving somebody something that you think, you know in your heart is a C-. minus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Uh, you're, you're explaining it pretty much. You know, I mean, they're extremely finicky. Yeah, some of them sound out, come out sounding awesome, great. You know, and then you there you go trying to replicate that sound with different ones, and it's just I don't know. There, there's yeah, there's a certain sound about it that sounds good and catches your ear, and you think it's the bee's knees. But man, from work from a working on it standpoint, 
it's a lot easier to to work on something that say we're machining that yeah is we know can come out yeah. and you know it's more consistent you know because mm-hmm. those things are a little crooked that they all don't sit twisted all don't, they're, know, they're all they're all a little know, different you know they're all different that's exactly right um anyways i i, I hate telling people no because lord knows I, I could make the kids tuition payment a little bit easier <laughs> if we started cutting them um there's a mint to be made out there but man it just I don't know. It's just not fun doing something that you're not proud of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can try hard. I'll never forget a buddy of mine brought uh, – the deal I used to make with people was they bring me a bottle of whiskey and a couple calls, and we'd cut them, and we'd pick the best one of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then I'd put the bottle of whiskey up in the cabinet. A buddy of mine, good, good buddy, brought me three of them, and he has two boys, and he wanted you know one for him and one for the two boys. Man, I cut all three of them, and I tried my best. I mean, this was my close friend. I gave him my grade A best effort, focused. I was dialed in, blah, blah, blah. I didn't like the way any of the three mm. of them said. I mean, could I quack? Yes. Could I chatter? Yes. Could I have made a video and posted it on all things, cut down and people been like, man, that's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, probably, you know, but. In your heart, you knew it wasn't. Yeah, and you right. know when you, you know when you listen to a sound file of a duck call that sounds good, that's different than when you blow on one and it feels good right. and sounds good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And the more calls you tune, the better you get at learning how to get good sounds out of a bad call. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, I don't know. It just that's where I met with Olds, anyways. Yeah. It's there's a lot of romance there, but yeah. And I've got one still that will scream. I mean, yeah, you got one in your barn. Like, it's got like a little, <laughs> little piece of string taped yep. around it. It sounds pretty yep. good. Yep, I actually brought that one out for a hunt or two this year. <laughs> uh, and uh, I mean, it's great. But I've been chasing that same sound for yeah. a long time. And I've been telling I mean, people if they want me to cut a ult, I'll make a deal. You give me a BSOD, then I'll cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good oh, um well talk a little bit about keyholes because we're not currently in the keyhole game no we're and, yeah we we've got some things sent off and trying to per, you know perfect for the most mm-hmm. part we've sent some stuff off and got it back it just wasn't all the way there you know we're trying to make adjustments and mm-hmm. we're, we're not selling any right now because we're not happy with how they sound and mm-hmm. we got some parts but they're 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 not clean you know there's mm-hmm. some little defects on them here and there but we're in the process of honing that in yeah for the most hopefully part. that's coming yeah um and you know for me one of the things that matters is i'm not a big fan of the whole silicone soft mold yeah. deal yeah you know about that so the the um how do I say this respectfully? This whole crop of folks who are selling keyholes right now, um, they're, I don't think your microphone's plugged in anymore. Um, but so, so there's all these new keyholes coming out, right? There you are. Yeah. There you are. I just had, as Rob right. would say, maybe you need to pull your microphone up to your face, William. <laughs> Is that better? Rob, can you hear him? <laughs> Rob said yes. Uh, Anyway, so so there's there's this whole you know flurry of interesting cut downs, which is awesome, and there's all these guys cutting ults, which is awesome, and there's guys that are buying the old BSODs and cutting them, and that's awesome. There's not a ton of people cutting the old uncuts because it's hard as hell. <laughs> I mean, that stuff is rock hard, but there's all this interest, and there's people that are 
that are coming up with cut downs and and that's great. I have nothing against them, but I do I do have a little bit of a a beef or an issue with there's one or two guys out there that are making these silicone molds and they're basically a cast mold of an object. Mm -hmm. And so they can take somebody's call. They can take a Mondo insert. They can take a brute insert or a brute R or a brute XL or one of Devin's calls. They can take any, any call they want and they can drop it in this essentially just think about it like a shoebox size, um, square of silicone. And that silicone fills in the whole call and it hardens. It's like ballistic silicone mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And they and then they cut it with a razor blade and they peel it apart. And what they have is a cast mold of an exact part. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so it's so perfect and realistic and, and or not realistic, but it's so perfect in its replication of it that like if you had oil on your finger and you put it on the slick spot on the back of the tone board, that fingerprint would come through in the in the silicone mold so it's great for ease of tuning because i mean we've got some cast some some silicone molded parts and you can see where i sand on it mm-hmm. you know where where I, it looks like i sanded right off the mold yeah. it's slick in the slick spots and it's sanded in the sanded spots and i mean you can just about just put a reed and cork yeah, in it and absolutely. go um but what it's done is like everything you know not everybody plays by the same rules. Mm-hmm. And so it's got it's got folks that are replicating somebody else's part and then changing the shape just a little bit or changing the, you know, whatever, and then they're remolding that part. And, I mean, you can see the calls out there that are like, oh, that's a Mondo that's been <laughs> sanded on a little bit, you know, on the outside of it. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, or that's a whatever, you know. And so – People are taking the old alt inserts, they're replicating them that way, and then they're they're in business. Mm-hmm. More power to them, man. It's a free country. It's America. Right. I'm not I'm not in any way trying to say they should not be allowed to do that. What I'm trying to say is that that's a great solution for a guy who wants to make a hundred or fifty or something along those lines. You know, small batches because those molds don't last very long, and you got to have a bunch of them, and it's messy and all that. What I am saying is that for us. We're trying to make a living, mm-hmm. and we're also trying to replicate a really good sound that's got durability because we provide a lifetime guarantee to our calls, and those soft calls are easy to break. They are, and they're expensive to make. And so I don't want to, I don't want to replace those a gazillion times. So, you know, for for us, I feel like investing in an injection mold that makes a polycarbonate part that's hard that's consistent, that's the same every time. You know, what I want as a call maker is sell a call to somebody and that guy goes, that's a badass duck call. And he tells his friend, and when his friend orders one, the one he gets in the mail sounds exactly like the one that he said was a badass duck call. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's by definition, that's what you want as a call company, right? You want one dude to tell another dude and both of them to get the same call in the mail. Consistency, right. And so, you know, for us, like – that's the reason that we're not selling a keyhole right now is because we don't have our injection yep. mold putting perfect. out a pot. Correct. Perfect is the right word. Cause we're getting, we've got parts that we could get out of them, but we're not happy with the sound we're making some adjustments. And so, you know, will we have some for this fall? I hope so. Um, but are we happy with the XL? 
Damn right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the R and the OG brutes. I mean, I, I feel like all three of the cut downs that we're selling right now are, are money mm-hmm. and consistent. I mean, you yeah. can, you can, I can, and I know you can hear it too, Frawley, but I can hear you tuning and they sound the same. Every one of them. I mean, time. yeah. What's and, crazy is I, I'll sit there, I'll say there's 20 sitting there. I'll say in all 20 of them. And then go put reed and corks in them before I even, you know, yep. I'm not sitting there standing on one, tuning it, hoping it's good. I mean, I've got it down to where I can just sand, put side, sand, put side. Once yeah. you got a pile, put reed you're and corks guessing. in them. You're not guessing. Right. You're, you're, you're hitting the same spots every time. Exactly. Know what you're looking for. Yep. And, and that's, you can feel that on the tone bo- or on the tone board when you're sanding too. Yep. When you start going with the contour of the tone board, you can, it's weird, but you can feel. Like muscle memory. I mean, yeah. it's just, yep. Yeah. Like shooting a three-pointer. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you've done something enough times, you kind of get to a point where yeah, you can replicate it that many times and hit it on the money every single time. And that, that's what you want. That's, I mean, that is, in my opinion, that's the, that's the definition of, are you a, are you a call maker? Mm-hmm. You know, are, are you in, and the answer to that is, can you produce the same thing over and over and over? Otherwise, you're a folk artist. Right. right. And nothing against folk artists. I mean, I wish that I had the artistic skill of some of these guys that can make, you know, checkered stuff and all the... That's just not the tools the yeah. good Lord gave me in my toolbox. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got the patience for it. <laughs> um, I got too big of hands. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got the patience, and I've tried, but it looks like a kindergarten art project yeah. when I get done with it. It's like, oh... <laughs> Boys on the spectrum. <laughs> that's not art. That's uh that's uh that's, that's embarrassing. Middle school project. Did Trip make that? Half- Halford, not Hodges. Well, I don't well, know. Well, I was that. It might be interchangeable. Oh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, I uh I just wanted to kind of speak to that because I. I think it's great that there's a lot of interest. It's crazy to me that we're now in year 13 and this is like the third reiteration of people being interested in cut downs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt like, I felt like it kind of died in about 2014 ish or, or not died, but like tapered off a little bit, a little bit, like it was a fad. And that was what got said for the first, you know, it was like, Oh, "Oh, it's a fad. This is a fad. I know you heard it at R and T. I mean, it was, it was what everybody was saying. I remember somebody said to me, man, you you know, you've, you've picked a niche category and you'll never be able to sell those all over the country. (laughs) Okay. I mean, good luck with (laughs) that. Like that's the number cut downs is leading the market. I mean, look who, look how many people are entering the cut down contest versus regular meat call Mm -hmm. and main street. I mean, those are great things. I'm not knocking them, but like the, the public interest of or the interest of duck hunters mm-hmm. across the country is loud, aggressive, absolutely barky, raspy. I mean, that's that's the sound everybody wants, yeah. and uh, it's crazy to me that it's still people are still interested in it. <laughs> and I mean, I could I when I open my computer in the mornings when I get here to check my email, any given morning I'll have three to four emails at a time asking when. The original cut down and the forty five and two stroke are coming <laughs> yeah. back. I've had people text me, call yeah. me. Can you get one of the couple parts out of the back of the shop and send them? <laughs> I'm like, man, they just like you guys just said, like they're not they're they're good enough, but what they're not. The, what parts in the back are you talking about? What 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing we need is people. Yeah. We're not going to hey, disclose uh, that information. Said that you had a Ziploc baggie. Of, <laughs> no, uh, like like you guys were talking about, they sound good enough, but they're not to the standard yeah. where we feel comfortable enough to send them out. That's right, man. I had one of them soft ones that sounded unreal. It was awesome, and then I went to go just take it apart. You know, the barrel from the insert, and it just crumbled in my yeah. hand. Yep. I look over at Riley and says, yep, some are going to hurt more than others. <laughs> <laughs> he did the same thing. I don't know if he told you, but like right before, uh, I guess it was the 22nd or 23rd, right before Christmas, yeah, 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 he was yeah. headed out to, to hunt because, you know, we all took off there for a week and a half or whatever. And he was he was just throwing a new reed and cork in it and it went pop. It was like, oh, and he was, mm. he looked like a lost puppy dog. <laughs> yep. I mean, he was wandering around, hanging his head. Um, and that's the, that's the thing is like the silicone mold was never intended to make hundreds and thousands of parts. I mean, it was intended to make, to replicate one thing or 10 things, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, so, Hey, it's great. You know, not knocking folks that use it and it actually makes exceptionally good goose guts because there's some softness to them and you don't have to flex them in a way that makes them break. But, um, you know, to each his own for us, it's just not, not the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, anyways, I'm, I'm very hopeful that we'll get our injection mold. Cause hey, I, if I'd all else it. fails, we'll send them that purple barrel. When I got hanging around my lanyard. Yeah. I got two of them that sound awesome, man. Mm. <laughs> raunchy it's funny <laughs> raunchy we've gotten a bunch of messages about the keyholes that you had on your lanyard people are like what is that what is that what is that you know <laughs> same for riley and oh yeah you know. it's just a back pressure deal for me yeah you know i'm used to blowing that style of back pressure and it fits me good mm-hmm. i blow a keyhole with power better than i blow any of the acrylic stuff like it like if i'm hyped up and we're really trying to a bunch of people trying to power call that to me that's when that back pre- like the keyhole kicks in mm. but when i'm when i'm hunting private or hunting my place where i want to be able to have a little better handle on the bottom end mm-hmm. that's i love the it's not that one's louder than another it's just there's like one runs a little bit differently exactly it's a little smoother exactly something you know exactly but it's just another tool in the tool belt at that point. Yeah. That's why there's more than one loop on your lanyard. Yeah. <laughs> so don't come to NWTF asking if we have any keyholes because we don't. You can ask. <laughs> I mean, but we're going to say no. <laughs> and Drake said if you bring him a non-banded BSOD from the early days, <laughs> he might cut you an old. <laughs> you heard I it here first, do it with a banded one, too. I'm not even picky at this point. <laughs> You have to admit, though, there's a difference between those injection-molded parts and those soft parts. Oh, yeah, 100%. When you get those injection-molded parts right, they are money. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like building a house on a foundation of rock and concrete as opposed to on sand. I mean, it's there's those soft ones change, man. They they loosen up over time. The cork stretches them out. Well, here, let me ask you this, because I'm not into the duck call game nearly as much as y'all are and you were on this week's payroll what do you mean you're not in <laughs> i just mean i'm not as nerdy as you two are <laughs> oh okay not okay, even okay, close okay, okay, okay. um 
and I understand the value in the BSOD in terms of a, it's an older call, but what about it sets it apart from other molded calls like that? Yeah, you should tell them about the material of it and everything. Yeah, I mean, from a – I don't know what – I mean, the honest answer to your question is, like, in terms of the value and why people are paying what they're paying, I have no idea. Like, it blows my mind every day that <laughs> – when I see, like, last night, you know, post up your Rolling Thunder collection. Like, it to this day, it blows my mind that people care about something that we just barely pulled out of our mm-hmm. rear end 13 years ago. Yeah. You know what I is mean? Is it like just it, because it's so different, like, in the way, in the way that the I barrel is? I think it's is? just because it's limited and it's scarce and people yeah. gravitate toward things like that, and that makes them collectible. So, I get that part. But from a design standpoint, to, your, to answer your question, Drake, I mean, we labored, I mean – it's ridiculous how much labor and time we spent on the material and on trying to replicate the sound quality of hard rubber or what people call um, Bakelite or, you know, I'm not even going to get into all that because I don't know. But, you know, the, the hard rubber ults, they used to get called Bakelite, and I guess now everybody's telling us that they're not Bakelite, that they're hard rubber, and that's a whole nerd conversation yeah. I'm not going to. But I am going to say that when you blow one of them, it makes your mouth burn, kind of like big, <laughs> big chew red man. That's usually how you knew that you're starting somewhere good. Um, but when we first built the BSOD, we, were, we believed two things. We believed that injection-molded parts created a superior sound and a superior consistency. And so... Here we are 13 years later, we're still chasing consistency and injection molded. The heat and the molding process itself creates a more durable product if you can get the right sound out of it. So that's why we've been chasing that since then. But the second thing that we were chasing was the material quality. We believe, or the, not quality, but the um, characteristics. We believe that there was something about the old the material that they were molding in those hard rubber ones burns your mouth and probably gives you cancer and everything else. Like we believe that there was something about that, that influenced the sound quality. So we took three or four, I can't remember which, I think it was four. We took four variations of PS old model D2 keyholes um, that we thought were the best ones. And everybody that cuts ults has got an opinion. You can look at them and go, yep, that one will be like, you know how the letters are on it. You know where, you know, like, I like that one. I don't like that one. You can look at the tone board and go, yep, this one, this one yeah. will fit the way I'm going to cut it. And, you know, so we took four that we, that, that fit that criteria that fit the way me, this was me and Wes. And, um, so I picked the four that I liked cutting and we sent them off and they ground them down into powder we paid a chemist to create this chemistry profile. Wes is a total engineering nerd and knew how to do all this stuff. I didn't know anything about it. But I picked the four calls. Wes sent them off. They ground them down into a powder, and they gave us this. I need to find this. They gave us this printout. It was like 100 pages. And it was it was essentially a chart on a gazillion different things that were – factors in sound density and I, I don't know like like temperature heat resistance and all these nerdy things 
And so essentially what we did, this, this chemist group that Wes involved, they're like how they made a living was they would take something, grind it down, give you the chemistry profiles, and then they could match that in with a database of plastic polymers that match those characteristics. So they gave us this whole book and we went through these characteristics and some of them were completely irrelevant to us, like UV resistancy or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And we picked the profiles that we thought affected sound. And we said, okay, it's this profile and this profile and this profile. And then they took those profiles and they gave us a catalog of materials. So basically there's this, there's another company that makes plastic polymer like they make it like a recipe, like, like you'd make a cake. And, and so they have some plastics that are, um, they, they just perform, they, they accomplish different things for different uses. And so we ended up with this material that we thought was the closest to all four of the different variations, the the best things about the four variations, and then had some durability things that were superior to the old, like, like they weren't as brittle, you know, how you can drop mm-hmm. an old and it, and it cracks and things like that. And the barrel splits and all that. Well, that was the reason that the very first marketing video we did was here's laid this BSOD on the ground. We drove over with the half ton pickup, blew the duck hall. And people were like, Oh my gosh, like <laughs> you drop an old, it breaks. You pick, you run this over with the truck still quacks, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so we, we, we labor, I guess going down a rabbit hole to say that we labored for a whole year trying to get a plastic to injection mold that we thought was equal or better. We really believed it was better um, to the old hard rubber, Bakelite, whatever you want to call it. Um, And so, you know, you'll get a hundred different opinions. You've asked a hundred different people, but those, those first molded BSODs when they were, when they got tuned right, buddy, they were mm-hmm. spitting fire, yeah. and they still are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I think that's you asked your initial question was like, why are they collectible? Why are people still? I think that's why. I mean, they're 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 not sensitive to sanding. So like when you change when you're wanting to change the shape on the tone board, you got to really lean into it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to just like go one swipe too far. You can slick them out. I mean, you can go. You can shape it, and then you can polish that tone board. And, I mean, it's, I don't know, they're, they're pretty sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a nice duck hole. It's not one that you want to sit there and tune a whole box of because mm-hmm. you'll get carpal tunnel and, you know, be ready to <laughs> put rocks in your pockets and walk into deep water. I mean, it, yeah. it'll, it hurts. I mean, it like physically, it's, yeah. you have to lean into it so much to sand it. A bunch of them that I cut, Back then, like Tyler Rogers and I would cut them with a Dremel tool. You know, we just, you know, get it 90% of the way yeah. there and then finish it with sandpaper. But, mm. but now that you can feel those certain characteristics, there's similar characteristics whenever you're blowing it, like say the old BSODs and, and an old, like the chatter sounds very similar, feels similar, low end stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's duck, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> It's a nasally it's a, it's a duck. More, it's, yeah. I feel like it's a more consistent duck than, or a more consistent duck call, keyhole duck call than say your old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just of, of how they were manufactured yep. and made. Yep. Yep. But have a very similar sound. Mm-hmm. That being said, y'all don't go out there and try to raise a price on them things. 
<laughs> they are yeah that's uh, i just every time i've seen it come up on all things cut down i'm like i mean i get it that it's an old call but you know i wonder what about it, if there was something about it that sets it apart and aside from the bsod on the barrel raised up like that i can i think a lot of people just like there is something different to collect yeah things like that you know i want them just to work on and tune see if i can get one better than selling the one i have on my lanyard yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I also think this this is gonna border on sounding arrogant and I really don't mean this to sound arrogant because I mean this with all the humility I can say, but I sensed it last summer when we made the trade show tour and I know everybody on our team did. Our brand just has a tremendous amount of momentum behind it. We've got a team of people that's unparalleled and I mean, you can go back the last twenty years and look at brands that had a collection of people on the team to the caliber that we have. And I mean, you could look at zinc and say, man, he had a fleet of Turkey contest, Turkey callers that were unbelievable. And he had some great waterfowl hunters, but he didn't have, he didn't have the caliber of Arkansas flooded timber pedigree that, Mm -hmm. that our company has. And he didn't have the number of world champs that our company has affiliated with it. And so it's, you know, I think there's a couple things going on. One, I do think those BSODs were pretty cool. I mean, we put a lot of time and effort into that. And it was, at the time, it was very revolutionary. Fleeman came out with his call before we came out with ours, but, you know, nothing against him. The DFB was not to the caliber of the quality of product that ours was, which makes his very collectible. Right. But he, he built it a different way, and so he beat us to the market, and good for him. You know, he's still got something people love to collect. But we we labored to make something ex nilo. Mm. You know, we didn't we didn't cast mold a, an old. We we designed an injection mold that mimicked a part that I cut, and I my cut was influenced by a Lester Caps cut old that that I've still got in the barn. And I mean, like there's, there's a, there's a progression there and an effort that went into it. So while it still surprises me that people want to want to collect it, mm-hmm. you know, it means something to them. It also feels very validating to the effort and the time that we put into it. And, you know, we did a lot of things that nobody else had done in the sort of cut down industry at the time. Like you couldn't buy cut down reads. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dave was going through a divorce, and so he had the old alt punch, and he was not selling reeds. We had to get a, a reed punch made. We still punch reeds with that thing today. It's mm-hmm. not as good as the new punch that we've got, but it works. Right. I mean, and there were a couple years in there where when Dave wasn't selling reeds to Max, I mean, I personally hand-punched about 20,000 mm-hmm. reeds with that thing with a baby sledge, and you can see on the top of the punch where it's oh, it's folded it's, over. And, it's Rockwell four yeah. hardened, and it's all folded over. From yeah, it's tired. Having off. the snot hit out of it. Yeah, I mean the threads are beat off of it and stuff. So, I mean, I guess to kind of tie into your your question or the comment there, like this has been a thirteen year process where it went from something that was a hobby to now this is a really serious job. I mean, I've leveraged everything. I got in life and that anybody will loan me and y'all have moved here from Arkansas and, you know, Timbuktu, oh, Nashville, you know, (laughs) the capital of the state. (laughs) Um, I mean, you know, there's a whole collection of people that have devoted their life to this brand. And 
you know, as the leader of this brand, that's very humbling to me. It's also very motivating. It makes me want to be the first one here to unlock the door every day and the last one to leave every night. And I mean, like that all means a lot to me personally, but I, I, I'm saying all that to say that I think people that interact with us at trade shows and that see our videos and all that kind of stuff, I think it means something to them too. Like there's, there's a life of the brand that, mm-hmm. you know, Maybe they don't affiliate, maybe they don't, um, you know, resonate with you, but they resonate with Drake. Maybe they don't resonate with Drake, they resonate with me. But like, there's a connection point for so many people with our team, you know, whether it be Josh or Pop Tart or JR or Drake or Riley or Aaron or, I mean, every one of y'all has a group of people that is like, loves y'all and is a big fan of y'all. And so as we've grown this team, there's like this momentum that's come with that. And I think that momentum has caused people to go, where'd this come from? And Mm -hmm. then that, you know, kind of resurrects the, the old BSOD. Um, so hopefully it doesn't happen to the undercut box call because I don't want to make any more undercut box calls. <laughs> so we're dying laughing. Me neither boss. <laughs> um, I don't know. We've spiraled down into yeah. ramblings, but I wish I remember which one. The, um, the rabbit dog. The rabbit dog. I yeah. think it's the blue one, but um. <laughs> <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Mm. So it is pretty cool, though. It is I mean, very it, cool. It, yeah, I, I, I um actually you talk about collecting and all things cutting all that. Last night, Lindy made trip clean his room, and. He, um, at the Delta banquet back in November, he bought this like American flag thing that has a shelf on it and he stacked all of his duck calls up there and he's got about 20 brutes. Some of them like Kobe engraved a decoy on, I mean, like they've got all kinds of, they're like, they're, and I, I grinned and I said to him, I was like, do you know what those are worth? (laughs) Like like, if you had Facebook, you little snot, you could probably get on there and sell those as one-off customs. I mean, you could pay your own tuition. (laughs) I was thinking, he'd have some serious walking around. Yeah. Yeah. He, we were waiting on baseball practice or something. And he saw, I was scrolling through and saw one of the pink ones. And, and he was like, Somebody selling that? And I was like, yeah. I was like, look at this. And it was like, I think somebody sold it for 350 or 400 bucks or something. He goes, are you serious? He was like, there's three of those in Maddie's, uh, the top drawer of Maddie's dresser. And I was like, you cannot go steal Maddie's pink BSOD no. from when she was four. Yeah, like, no. Like, you can't do that. Don't go looking through her dressers. And either. Oh, yeah, God. It's a good way to die. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> one's a crime. One's just a way for your sister to kill you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sell the clothes for a funeral bill for him. <laughs> Anyways, it's fun. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure y'all feel the same way, but I I wake up every day and it's still just kind of like a dream come true that we get to work and, uh, you know, something that's been an industry or like a something that's just been a hobby and a passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably – probably y'all are probably just like me. You've had, you spent your whole life with somebody going, you, you're hunting too much. Yeah. So you need to stop hunting. You start reading more books. You need yeah. to blah, blah, blah. And like to which we responded, there's no such thing as hunting too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I responded with, you're probably right, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can remember whenever I first started at R and T, you know, what, making a whole lot of money and parents were trying to get me out of the house and 
Things like that. They tried to tell me I needed to quit. Joke's on you, Sandy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to Look quit. Get, get, me a, now. get a different job. This, that, and the other. I was like, oh, I'm chasing a dream. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. I'd rather, I mean, I'd rather I, work at a job, not make a whole lot of money, and love what I do versus make a lot of money and not love what I do. Completely yeah. agree. I think all of us, all three of us, worked worked for passion there for quite a bit. Yeah. You know? Still do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. what Jimmy say, said the other day that I thought was so great was, he was like, man, you know, in in this industry, there are every one of these brands start as a passion project, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's a clothing or a mossy oak or a, you know, whatever it is, it starts with somebody's passion about something that's a hobby, and then it turns into a business, and then a lot of those guys sell those businesses to some conglomerate, and then they they lose the passion. Mm-hmm. Man, when you look around the industry, like we're one of the few that's left that is truly, truly fueled by passion. Like everybody that comes to work here is fueled by. I mean, Us uh, and Oak. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't believe it, you can show up during hunting season. <laughs> The people who are here are pouting. Yes. The people who aren't here are getting cussed by the people who yeah. are. And it's the same way at Mossy Oak in the first couple weeks of turkey season, first couple weeks of duck yep. season. Like, Absolutely. That's passion coming out. Yeah. Like, I mean, you hate to – it's hard to be the leader of that organization and go hunting and they're like, yep, yeah, you got to stay. But it's sunny and yeah. the cold front's pushing through. And then at 930, you get – Snapchats yeah. and text messages and pictures is like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah it's funny how everybody's it's, – it's, normally people are in a good mood when the weather's pretty outside, mm-hmm. but around here during hunting season, if the weather's pretty, everybody's in a bad mood because they'd rather be hunting. Yep. <laughs> if it's a gray day and it's raining, everybody's like, all right, that's the way like, it yeah, ought to be when I'm working. I'm okay with yep. this. Yeah, I don't mind missing a day of hunting now. I'll go to work. Wake up two days after a front, high pressure, 60 degrees at sunrise. You're like, I bet they are gobbling right now. Like it was this morning or yesterday morning. Yeah. But, you know, they'll they'll always say, love what you do, never work a day in your life. It's still work, Mm -hmm. but people ask how how it's going. Say I'm living the dream every time a day somebody asks me. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's got bumps and bruises, and it's definitely – Growing pains, uh-huh. for sure. Everything, you know. For sure. All that. and We're getting it figured out, though. Yeah. Big old learning curve. We've come a long way in a year. Absolutely. We were talking about that over coffee this morning. Yeah. Like, you, this time last year, we were sitting around with no, you, no power at the Rosell shop, <laughs> yeah. sitting around a fire, burning pot call blanks, tuning. Yep. All we had to take to NWTF was, like, ivory – Ivory OG black brutes, and black and some other little knickknacks, you know. We had some black gold brood ours, mm-hmm. and I mean that was it. And Aaron and I talked about that a little bit this morning, talking about how far ahead we are packing for NWTF. And he was like, "Man, we didn't get all the way packed even when we left last year, just because no. there wasn't enough time. We've never people. We've never. We've just stuck stuff in corners, and <laughs> we've got it all boxed up back mm-hmm. there and ready to rock. And I'll be excited to sell some duck calls. You know that I'm pretty proud of, mm-hmm. and things like that too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, which last year I'm not saying I wasn't proud of them or anything, but someone else was making our calls. Yep. You know, yep. in house. You know, and yep. yep. Feel a little more confident, like here, you pick up this duck call and blow yep. it type yep. deal. Yep. You know? Yep. That is cool. And it and it never gets old to hear somebody pick one up and hit a lick and they're like, man, mm, that's yeah. a good duck call. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so yep. I'm, my goal for this year for us is to, you know, there's different kind of callers, right? There's 
guys who blow cutdowns really well, but then there's guys who blow J-frames, and there's guys who blow J-frames that are kind of muddy and have a lot of rasp built in them, and there's guys who blow J-frames that are really clean. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited because I feel like by – opening day of duck season 2023 we're going to be able to offer a product that fits about four categories of callers right and i think they're the best calls we've ever made for each of those categories Mm -hmm. yeah and and i'm that's that makes me feel really good (laughs) because it sucks going somewhere for a show getting somebody a call and they're like, man, I just can't blow a cut down. You're like, well, holler at us when you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. you <know? laughs> Here's like, one to learn is on. Is that all you have? Regular ones? Like, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, got no, you, got any, you got any regular ones? Like, sir, these are regular ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I, I mean, I don't mean that in any disrespect toward a caller. It just, like, you hate to. You hate to have an interaction with a customer that really wants to support your brand and really wants to, like, hitch their wagon to what you got going, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then they you can't find a call that fits them. Like, yeah. damn, that sucks. <laughs> but no more. Twenty twenty three will be the year that we meet That's all right. the needs of all the waterfowl hunters <laughs> in the entire flyway, <laughs> even the con- Californians. <laughs> Gus Laws, if you're still listening, we're we're making you something else that you'll like. <laughs> That's all I got. That's enough yep. rambling for today. I believe so. Yep. It's turkey season. It's turkey season. I'm ready. It's time. It's the <laughs> most wonderful time of year to me. It's not a bad time, for sure. No, I stepped outside yesterday. I was like, oh. Yesterday felt like turkey season. Yeah. yeah. Have you have y'all seen the like the month's prediction of like how um I guess March is gonna be and the rest of February? It's gonna be warm. Is Spring's it? gonna come early. They're gonna be gobbled out by the time season gets here. Allegedly. <laughs> I've never seen a turkey gobbled out. I saw a turkey strutting on Memorial Day weekend in Tennessee last year with hens. So, I don't think there's a such thing as being gobbled out. There probably is. I'm just saying I hadn't seen one. Usually, I spook them, and that's why they quit gobbling. <laughs> <laughs> or throw them in the back of the truck. Yeah. He ain't gobbling no more. Hit him with hit him over the head with a frying pan and mm-hmm. a pan. <laughs> I think we should wrap this I'm one up. Say, I'm <laughs> <gonna stop. laughs> <laughs> Well, if you've stuck around this long, we appreciate you You're stopping officially by. officially a duck call nerd and listening. Still listening. <laughs> and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you later, buddy. <laughs>